Welcome to Feng Shui Your Day. We'll discuss topics to get your home and your life in order that makes sense. You'll hear simple solutions to live with less stress, leading to productivity, better relationships, and so much more. Catherine Wilking, our Feng Shui coach, helps you to create a life you love through better function and flow. Join us for this episode and you too can have a Feng Shui day. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you may be. I'm Catherine Wilking, host of Feng Shui Your Day. This is the show that doesn't teach you about feng shui, but shows you how feng shui is present every single day. Our guest today is Agnes Knowles. I immediately connected with her when we met a few weeks ago. Agnes is on a mission to encourage people to turn back the clock, get out there, and make the most out of life. She's encouraging older, vibrant women to be a role model for all women who will someday change the world. How exciting. Agnes, welcome, welcome. I'm just delighted to have you on the show today. And I am delighted to be here. Thank you, Catherine. Awesome, awesome. Just uh, There's a little piece on your website that said, I breezed through 50 but crashed at 60. So can you give us a little background on what the heck does that mean? You know, I wish I could. <laughs> um, I have never worried about birthdays. It's just another year. Yeah, whatever. Thank you if you give me a gift. I planned my 50th because it was like the half century. It was this big deal. Uh, it turned out to be an absolutely fabulous day. Uh, it concluded with the police showing up on my doorstep, which was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I wish it was. It was. They, they sort of were embarrassed and said, um, is this the party? <laughs> But anyways, when I turned 60, I had relocated to another town. I wasn't really worried about a birthday because I only knew a few people. But when I woke up that morning, something in my brain had gone click. You have fewer years ahead of you than you've got behind you. So even at 50, I come from a long line of long livers, as I say. Um, I just figured, yeah, I got another 50 years, you know, whatever. But at 60, I think it really hit home in the most unexpected way. As I say, it was something that my brain just decided that, you know, oh, my God, you know, you, you better do something quick. But yeah, um, well, I find if I'm uh, and it's happened before, it's, you're in a new town and you don't have those kindred souls all all rallying for you kind of thing. It's a bit on the lonely side, right? It's like, what am I doing here? I'm just I want to celebrate something. Does that make any sense? Yeah, a little bit. But as I say, it still took me by surprise because I had never, ever worried about birthdays, ever. <laughs> no, we're, so. we're long lived in our family as well, too, like way into the 90s. And so I'm not worried either. And and I don't get sick. I've got that, that O positive blood that is supposed to be the best ever to keep your immune system going. That's for sure. So, Agnes, can you tell us a bit more about how you got to this pivotal moment then to start a podcast after 60? Before I turned 60, I just decided that I was going to supplement the income. I had really cut back my working hours because my mother had dementia and I needed to be around the house as much mm -hmm. as I could. I'd had a plan A, but that sort of fell through because of her dementia. And so I went online sort of looking for something and I didn't know what I was looking for. I morphed through a couple of lives online. And then I had made a friend who 
she was an amazing woman. She was well-traveled. She'd been an investigative reporter. Uh, she'd been married to this amazing artist who had since passed. And she had asked me one time to, you know, could you phone me in the morning? Because you need, you could really, you know, perk up my day because I, you know, had a fair bit of energy. And so we started doing that. And our conversations went from supposedly five minutes, hi, how are you doing? To we'd talk for an hour, hour and a half because she was so interesting. And we both had pretty strong opinions. Yeah. So one day I just said, you know, I wonder if somebody would be interested in pouring themselves a cup of coffee and eavesdropping on these amazing conversations. I thought they were amazing, um, which is what we did. It was called the Two Boomer Woman podcast. But life happens. We launched just as COVID launched. And so, you know, her life became about her mother who was in care. Long story short, it just did not work out long term. But as it was slowing down between her and I, um, between her and me, <laughs> um, I started interviewing other primarily women and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So it was like, okay, you know, boomer women, I, I am one. I'm right smack dab in the middle of boomerdom. And so if I can tie a subject into the lives of boomer women, bring it on. I will interview anybody and everybody as long as we can make that connection. Okay. So the early podcast was called Two Boomers. Is that right? Two, 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 bo two Boomer Women. Two Boomer Women. And they can find that out there on Spotify or anything? Um, I No, I've since morphed it to the Boomer Woman's podcast. I changed okay. the name and everything else. So, so, you morph so everything's been moved over to the Boomer Woman's Podcast. Correct. Okay. So I've just been on the site too. I saw them off the for you listeners. You might just want some morning conversation to break up the day instead of listening to the news feeds. So check out Agnes's podcast there, the Boomer Woman's Podcast. So I understand this thing called retirement is new to many of us. And we don't have a lot of role models anymore. Our parents were probably very old by this age that we are over 60, but we can be role models for the future generations. So how do we get around this word that says retirement, uh, you know, get the gold watch and, you know, wait for you to die. But my theory is that you need to be a lifetime learner. You've just got to keep learning and reading and, and meeting people. What's your spin on that, Agnes? Well, it is exactly my spin, insofar as it should be everybody's spin that, you know, you've, you've put the nine to five behind you. So you are, in quotations, retired, but it's your version of retirement. You know, you may not be sitting on the, you know, the front porch or baking cookies with the grandchildren, that sort of thing. You still want to do stuff, but you can do it on your own terms now. So I'm okay with using the term retirement because it's my version of retirement. I've just worked my way com completely away from the blanket dictionary version of that. Okay. My husband and I have sort of spittled it into two you got your early retirement years where we're still doing, we're still working and we're still active. We're playing pickleball and we're you know, traveling and doing all that other fun stuff. And then there's a later retirement and that might meet more of the stereotypes of, you know, having more health problems and more money to uh, worry about and, you know, what happens with our legacy. So we've been kind of split that up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I interviewed someone on my podcast a little while ago who said, you know, if you can figure out now for you and me, 
I think living to 100 is pretty plausible because we both come from yeah, pretty that. good goal. Yeah. And if it's 110, what do we need to be like reverse engineer it? So what do we need to be doing now to still be healthy at that age? Mm-hmm. So as you say, lifelong learning, be curious, you know, walk gently, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're encouraging us to make it all about us, I love that. I really do. And there's a line between being I'm going to use those feelings, feeling selfish. No, I got to do this for me. And a selflessness of being of service to, again, being in a sandwich generation. So is it more about a maturity or learning to pause rather than to react? Um, Where's this going here? Well, you know, you use the term cycle of life. I like the term circle of life because a circle is made up of arcs. So we have that arc as a daughter, we have that arc as a as a wife, as a mother, as an employee, you know, we may revisit the arc, the daughter part of the arc if we're caregiving. But in this point in time, when we no longer have that nine to five, we can make this arc all about us. Now, inevitably, in everybody's life, there are the need to do's. And so if you're caring for a loved one, or something like that, you know, Hopefully that is not a 24-7 job and it should not be a 24-7 job because that will burn you out. Yeah. Yeah. So so you, hopefully there are still some things that times that you can bring your own joy to the table. And it's not about being selfish. It's it's about living your life. So you're you're not living in someone else's view Box. of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're you're creating the life that you want to live. Now, maybe it's something that you put on hold 50 years mm-hmm, ago, 40 mm-hmm, years ago, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe it's something like me. I didn't know about technology 40 years ago. It was something that I discovered. I tried out and boom, it's like, oh my goodness, I can hardly put this down. You know, so who knows? It could be travel. You know? We've come a long way from grade nine typing class, right? <laughs> The teacher had us cut our fingernails so we could they wouldn't snap on the keys here, those big push keys. And when you look at this, what what talkology, you go from a typewriter to an electric typewriter, and, and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. So some people have not even can I even imagine how this evolved into a little tablet or a, a little phone that actually takes pictures and you can voice text and all the rest of this stuff. You just have to keep embracing these miracles in life. It really, really is. And one of the things with feng shui is that I encourage people not only to Uh, look after themselves, but their environment, surround yourself with the things you love and the things that support you and look for those cryptic messages that you're sending and don't fill up your house with all kinds of stuff. You know, our houses are stuffed and that it really is inhibiting as well too. Uh, The segue, as many of you listeners know, Feng Shui works with any type of business and service out there. We just have to look for that connection and the thread in this podcast is to find that connection between feng shui and my guests' products and services. So feng shui preaches good, clean living and something we need more of. And there's always a connection. Today, I'd like to talk a bit more about the cycle of life that Agnes mentioned, according to Chinese medicine and the five elements. 
So what happens in a, a life cycle, we've got those five elements, the five properties of the earth, and they've all got a life cycle. But the first one, the wood life is the early years where all get born and we have this expansive growth. We're like sponges, right? That's that amazingly spring energy that you're going to see in the early months, just as the thaw is happening and all the buds come in the trees and the flowers come out of that expansive is compared to uh, a child growing into their early years. And then the next one, the child moves into adolescence and into the fire years. Okay. It's true. Teenagers do have a different risk factor. They want to be in the limelight. They love the attention and they will take that risk as well too. And some people stay in that fire zone for many, many years, not just their adolescence and early, early adult years. So there's your fire zone. Put the fire to bed. There's the earth zone. Everybody who comes out of the fire zone starts to settle down. Okay, maybe you buy a house, maybe you have a long-term job finally, maybe you want to plant some trees in front of your house or even have children. There's that earth mama stage, that nesting that's very settling and very calming that a lot of people find into that area. Now, some people jump the fire and go into the earth, but other ones, for the most of us, we're going right through that expansive growth in our childhood through those fire and risk-taking years and into the earth zone. And what happens then, when you're looking into your senior years, I'm going to use that in quotations so that works out whatever that means to you, there's a metal component when things get a little bit hard. Now, it doesn't mean that it's hard-hard, but you're a little more wiser as well as a little older, and you're paying attention to things like your health, your bank accounts, your finances, possessions, what's meaning to you. You're taking accountability to all the things that you've done in your life. And you might be a little more rigid than before. You're not staying up till midnight on New Year's Eve, right? You're not taking the red eye from Vancouver to New York. You know, you're not doing these things anymore. You're you're tightening in a little bit too. Again, a safety issue protocols, what's expected of you. And the last one, senior, senior years, it's called the blue water. And blue water is very restful, very calming. People talk a little slower. They move a little slower. They're not getting so upset. They like to be an armchair traveler. They love to have the time to meditate or pontificate on the world and, and how they can help the next generation to see what's important. And so Agnes, I think it's be it's beautiful, this, this cycle of life. And I'm just gonna wrap that up with the Chinese philosophy on age is that if you reach the golden age of 60, you've seen it and done it all. When is it compared to uh, the Asians have these uh, 12 celestial animals of their horoscope, and then combined with the five elements that I just mentioned, your wood, your fire, your earth, your metal, and your water, and they change every year. So if a combination of 12 and five is 60 years, and if you have lived your life to that magic number that you are respected and honored 
like the wise old owls in the woods. And it's a very different culture having the seniors embraced just and honored and respected than in some other areas where the seniors have been put out to pasture or left on an iceberg to float away. So I think that's brilliant. Yeah. And I, it was interesting listening to you explain that because I'm thinking if I am in the metal stage of life, I think I'd really like to just pull a, enough fire out of my previous stage yes. to soften the metal so that I can bring enough wood or spring in for that that growth, a regrowth perhaps, yes. uh, revisiting the, the whole growth section because mm-hmm. I'm not ready to float off. I'm with sunset. you. I'm with you. And and the, some of the studies I've done with the five elements and the personalities and the uh, vibrational type things as well, too, that's exactly what's happening is I can put something up that's more fire in my office here, right, to, to lift that vibration. And if I want to uh, cuddle up in front of my own fireplace, I've got a blanket and the pillows and a hot toddy and, and, and I'm nesting just like the uh, earth element as well too so there's a lot of transition you don't have to be labeled in this but for the cycle of life to move through it's fascinating and what I, one of the things I took away like 10 years ago when I heard about this was yes these teenagers all the parents of the teenagers often roll their eyes when they're talking about the antics and the kids forgetting and whatever that's going on here. But they they have to go through that stage or they won't come out the other end as a well-rounded individual. And I explain these things to some of my clients, right? You've got to allow them to cross that line. You've got to allow them to make that, take that risk and make that decision and also follow consequences as well. That's how they learn. And we're continuously learning ourselves when we're helping the next generation to come forward as a well-rounded individual. And eventually you're right. We can save the world. We can certainly make changes in the world to move ahead all for the greater good. And I'm just absolutely uh, ecstatic about that. There's there's more stuff on me, but we want to get back here to, to Agnes here. So big message, Agnes, here is, so are you recommending that everybody slow down a little bit and re- appreciate the here and now? Tell me about it. I would suggest we be careful about that slowing down because I still have a fun car that okay. is fun to get out on the road in. Um and I certainly don't slow down. Tell us about your car. <laughs> oh, I have a uh, 66 uh, Corvair. The Corvair. So, okay. Yeah. My garage is a 67 Austin Healy. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, and I remember when I, well, I guess it was about the time. Well, it was my 48th birthday present to myself, actually. I remember. Um, I had gone out and gotten motorcycle lessons. It was about a year later that I bought the Corvair. And a few people were coming to me and saying, are you having a midlife crisis? And I went like, there is no crisis here. I am enjoying midlife. I'm embracing it. And I think we've got to be really careful. I mean, obviously, there's people that go over the over the uh, edge with it. But, uh, I know. The bones are not as strong, even though we can take the calcium and all the rest of the stuff. But one good fall can really, really make a difference uh, over 60. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agnes, tell us a little bit more about your website here. We've got Boom With A Bang website, and your company is also named Boom With A Bang, correct? I Yes. 
Okay. I started out with Sassy Savvy Successful. It was about, you know, uh, if you don't still have the sass in your life, find the sass and in sass in the nicest way possible in terms of, you know, whatever that joie de vivre is, like that joy of life, like finding those little moments in a day where it's it's just all about the joy. And then savvy is so many people don't realize how much smarts they have in their brain. And and it's not necessarily book smarts. It could be the knowledge that you make the best cheesecake out there, or the fact that you could put together, you know, a stereo system without even thinking about it, that sort of thing. So that's, yes, you're savvy. And then successful is, is what by this stage you deserve to be. Now, there, it could be, you know, there's a bunch of things in life that have happened. So you don't have the textbook success, but there's more to life than the bank account, etc. Mm-hmm. So I look, some of my successes include my three amazing children. They're adults now, but you know, it's, it's a success. The fact that, you know, like I'm online now, it's another type of success. So sometimes redefining it, but accepting the fact that, you know, there is so much out there that you can look at as success. Now, because that was sort of that part, I was looking for a company name and just one day out of the blue, boom, with a bang came to me because we are boomers and let's <laughs> boom, let's boom with a bang. So, uh, you know, it was available as a company name. So I scooped it. Go for it. There's a new game out. Uh, somebody brought us over at Christmas time. It was Hey Boomer. <laughs> and, and it's got these cards and you put the boomers on one side of the room or the couch or the table or whatever. And you put the millenniums or wherever they're calling them at Gen X's and whatever on the other side, and each have a different deck of cards. And, and so you have the trivia thing across the room here, and it's actually quite hilarious. So to sum this up, we have joy, smarts, uh, knowledge, deserve to be. I love that. I love that. I love it. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners today? Just... Embrace life, you know, slow down. It's you know, the old story, slow down, smell the roses. Um, gratitude, being grateful for just even all the little things. Like you don't, ha- it doesn't have to be the big things. It can be a small thing like a green light. It could be a smile from a kid in a passing car. Uh, you know, drive your own car with a clown's nose on. That sort of thing of just embracing what what you have in life uh, you don't always have to be reaching for the next golden right ring. we need to be grateful for all the little things in life for sure and all those little things add up to a really great day right yeah yeah i was just gonna say that really hits home uh if you were to actually write a few things down each day that you're yes. grateful for and suddenly at the end of the week you go like oh my goodness yeah. Celebrate the little wins. I think that uh, moving gratitude forwards and you'll just feel so, so much better. Oh, wow, Agnes, you've given me another 10 years to look forward to becoming an influencer or a mentor to the next generation. And I'm honored and delighted to share this time with you today. You're an amazing gal and I hope to meet you personally one day. Well, we're just across the country from each other, so I'm sure it'll happen. Amen. Amen. Her website again, www.boomwithabang.com. You can go in there and find some beautiful colors. It's a very, very colorful uh, website. And you can access the podcast at that time and uh, drop her a note if you like. Agnes, 
Knowles at Outlook.com. She'd love to bring joy and excitement and love into your day. So thanks so much, Agnes. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Catherine. I really appreciate it. Wonderful. This is Catherine Wilking, host of Feng Shui Your Day, saying goodbye and enjoy life as it unrolls before you. I'll see you next week.